Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. In a dispute between certain veterans in the Veterans Affairs Department, VA has acknowledged sending some wrong information. It promises to correct the misconception that VA never has to pay for health care provided by non-VA facilities if the veteran in question has his or own insurance. But will that change the course of a class action lawsuit? Here with his side of the story, Bart Stitchman, Executive Director of the National Veterans Legal Services Program. Bart, good to have you back. Thanks to be back here, Tom. First of all, let's review this case. This is a two people representing a class of veterans, and what are they precisely suing VA over? They're suing VA over its rules that deny reimbursement if the veteran has to go to a non-VA facility for emergency medical services, and they have private insurance that covers some of the costs of the emergency care, the VA is saying it's not going to reimburse for the remainder amount, that's left if it's a, a deductible expense or coinsurance, which basically covers the entire rest of the bill. Got it. And how many people are in this class? There should be tens of thousands of people because the VA has told us and the Veterans Court uh, when they were holding up these claims before they promulgated this new regulation that there were like 300,000 claims that they were holding up. So is Veterans Affairs correct in its interpretation of the regulations and therefore you're challenging the regulations themselves, or are you challenging VA's interpretation of regulations? No, the regulations they have are clear. The problem is they violate the statute Congress passed in 2010. We've already successfully sued them on previous regulations for violating that same statute. And now they're doing it again with this new regulation, which is clear, but violates the statute. I want to come back to that. But first, let's talk about that issue of information that VA sent to some veterans. Secretary Wilkie does acknowledge that wrong information was sent. What is that all about? So when we challenged in October the validity of the VA regulation, veterans contacted us and we asked them to send us a copy of the VA correspondence that they received in response to their reimbursement claim. And to our astonishment, all the letters said the same thing. There was a boilerplate paragraph that said, wrongly, you can't get reimbursement if you have partial coverage by a private health insurance policy. And that's dead wrong. It violates the court decision in 2016 that we were able to win. And so the VA has now admitted that it was using the wrong template, as they put it, uh, that they had used years ago before they lost a, a decision that said that's a wrong statement of law. Well, what should VA say to people now that they have a regulation that, in their view, says that what they said earlier is correct? They should say, yes, you can get reimbursement if you have private insurance that covers only part of it. And then, according to their point of view, we won't pay you for the re, uh, deductible part and we won't pay you for the coinsurance part. And then they should do that calculation. Now, have they sent out those reformed or properly templated letters to the veterans yet, or are you waiting for that? Uh, we're waiting for it. We haven't seen it. Our clients haven't seen it. They say in their papers they filed last month that they're going to begin in April 
Uh, they haven't said when they'll complete that process. They haven't said when they're going to redecide the claims. They said they're going to start, but they don't have an end date. We're speaking with Bart Stitchman, executive director of the National Veterans Legal Services Program, and getting to the merits of the case. I mean, what VA is saying is that in the case of one of the named defendants, Boringer, that uh, this person had a appendectomy and that the only thing that was not covered by VA was a Medicare, I believe it was, copay. And so the question is, why should VA pay a copay for insurance that covered 90% of a, you know, ex- these things are expensive. They're $20,000 or something by the time you're done at a hospital for something as ordinary as an appendectomy. We have no problem with the VA not reimbursing for a copay because the statute says they don't have to reimburse for a copay. But they went further in their regulations. Not only a copay, but we're not going to reimburse you, they said, for a deductible or coinsurance, and that basically covers the rest of the field. So they're, they found another way not to reimburse veterans, and that violates the statute. So in this particular case, then the other insurer is Medicare, correct? Correct, in the Borschinger case, correct. In the Borschinger case, do you have people in the suit where their other insurance is private? Absolutely. We have uh, private insurance like Kaiser or uh, other employer insurance. There's all different types of private insurance, and veterans have the gamut. And uh, they pay the premiums for them. Uh, to cover part of the emergency care, but they're relying on the VA to cover the rest. Now, the odd part about that is if they had no insurance, the VA says they'd reimburse them for the entire amount. So why pay for private insurance if that's the position the VA is taking? Why don't the private insurers pay the rest of it? All these insurance programs uh, never cover 100% of the costs. They're always... Uh, maybe they think that people will have less emergencies if they don't, uh, uh, if they covered everything. But the fact is, uh, it's very common to have co-payments, deductibles, and by definition, co-insurance. Now, the other plaintiff, Wolf, VA is arguing that the federal courts don't have jurisdiction over decisions made by VA's adjudicators. What's your answer to that one? Well, the the Veterans Court does have jurisdiction. We're asking them to get involved uh, earlier than the six years it would take uh, Ms. Wolf to navigate the entire VA system and get to the court level. And so uh, we believe that uh, requiring her to exhaust that process is unreasonable because the agency has to follow their own rules. So there's no reason to wait six years for the same decision to be subject to review. So in some ways, you're trying this suit to maybe force VA to clean up its Backlog Act, which I think probably a lot of people would agree is probably a good idea. Yeah, this would uh, save a lot of people a lot of time. Uh, According to the VA's papers, everybody should appeal to the next level, take six years, running around all different places at the VA. And, of course, they'd have to take the time to adjudicate their claims. I think it's uh, a waste of resources from both sides. And tell me more about the thesis that VA kind of back 
engineered regulations to avoid these claims in contradiction of a law from 2010. The VA seems to have a hatred to this uh, type of benefit, reimbursing for emergency medical expenses. Bart Stitchman is executive director of the National Veterans Legal Services Program. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. Find a link to the arguments in the case and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive when you want. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Still to come on Federal News Radio, the Justice Department reaches deep into the education system to get kids interested in justice. But first, wherever you stand politically, you probably agree the budget process has become a farce. It's the Federal Drive with Tom Tammen. Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. 